hello, God bless. Welcome again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today we are going to go ahead and take another look at the book of Proverbs. Today is the 13th day of the month, so we will look at Proverbs chapter 13. Um, so, if you're in a position where you can do so, Please go ahead and grab your Bibles and open it up there to Proverbs 13. And I'm going to go ahead and jump in and start start reading that. Um, I do like to say once again, as you've heard me say uh, in previous teachings of the Proverbs, that there is definitely a much deeper study you can do. But what I like to do with um, this format here is encourage you that you can also just read the Proverbs and see how they apply to your life from a practical sense. I mean, God has given us these words here. Um, he gave Solomon wisdom. There, Solomon's not the only one that wrote all the Proverbs here that we'll study. There's a couple others, but the majority of it was Solomon. But anyway, God has it placed in a Bible for us today so that we can learn from it and know how we should and should not live with our time that we spend here on this earth. Um, but anyway, we will go ahead and start reading in verse one. So Proverbs um, chapter 13, verse one, and I need to get up. I must have closed it. There it is. The scripture's here. And I do read from the New King James Version of the Bible. But it says, a wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. So what you're going to see and what you often see as you read through the book of Proverbs is there's comparisons made, you know, like, hey, this is a good thing. This is a bad thing. Um, this is what you should do. This is what you should not do type thing. So this says a wise son heeds his father's instruction. Okay, that's the first half of the verse. Um, if you've got a wise father, if you've got a godly father, if you have a person in your life that is, you know, a guardian of yours, um, someone that's been over you in the faith even, you know, it's important that you take time to take heed to what that person speaks into your life, especially if they are speaking wisdom, especially if they themselves are followers of the Lord and have based their lives upon the sound doctrine that is the word of God. The second half of the verse, of course, gives you the other side, the flip side, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Um, you see, oftentimes we'll see a word like rebuke and we'll say, no, that's a bad thing. I don't want to hear it. We might get um, proud or we might get arrogant um, and say, who are you to rebuke me? But first of all, the word of God rebukes us. And that is in a position of authority or should be in our lives, especially, I say should be, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that I'm talking to people that are interested in the word of God, interested in a relationship with the Lord, um, you know, have repented of their sin, turned their lives to the Lord and have decided to follow him. Now, on the flip side, maybe you're just beginning to get interest in the word of God. I was 19 years old when I started reading the book of Proverbs um, for the first time. 
You know, I had, uh, at that point, you know, I hadn't even given my life to Christ. I was 21 years old when I came to Christ, but I just found the book of Proverbs to be very interesting to me, very intriguing. Um, I just thought it was really neat, the wisdom that was in there. I don't know that, you know, at 19 years old that, you know, I soaked in too much of that wisdom at that time, but I just enjoyed reading it. Um, but it says, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke anyway. So, you know, it's easy to become a scoffer. It's easy to say, I don't want, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want anything to do with what you say. And especially like if you're a, a young teenager um, and your parents are trying to train you up in things, trying to tell you things, trying to give you wisdom, there is nobody on the face of this earth that cares more for you than your parents. Now, I know there's exceptions to that statement, right? But for the most part, you've, if you've got parents in your life and they're good parents, they care for what is best for you. But you can very easily become a scoffer and just say, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want your correction. I don't want your rebuke. I don't want your guidance. I don't want your direction. Well, that makes you a fool, okay? First part of verse one, a wise son heeds his father's instruction. So there's a difference here between being a fool and being wise, okay? A scoffer is a fool. A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. So if you're a good man, if you're a good woman, you're gonna speak things that are good. You're going to care about others. You're gonna be respectful of others. Um, and it's gonna benefit you in life. That's what it means by you'll eat well by the fruit of your mouth. It's gonna benefit you in life if you're a person that speaks forth good things. You know, it's something that you're someone that people want to be around, someone that people want to listen to and to hear what you have to say because you have good words coming out of your mouth. And we've touched on this in other Proverbs as well. It says, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. That person that is unfaithful to the Lord, they don't, they don't care about the things of God. They don't care about what is right, what is good, what is holy, what is just, you know, those type of things. Um, they speak violence. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing um, how much violence there actually is out there of speech. And I'm getting a notification here and, and just realizing that my uh, computer is not plugged in. Bear with me one moment. So this is live, folks. I'm not recording this and going back and editing it. There we go. That, as low as my battery was, that might have made for bad streaming. I did have a problem with um, going live the first time I pushed the go live button, but didn't pay attention to the fact. You know, I used to have a checklist up. I don't have it anymore <laughs> uh, of what I should be looking for before I do this type of thing. But anyway, um, I don't remember now with that distraction what it was that I was saying. Oh, I was just saying how, you know, how people's malice today feed on violence. They love to speak hatred. They love to speak of evil things and all of that kind of stuff. And you especially see a lot of it in social media platforms and, you know, uh, apps out there and things like that. I won't get into that. I, I had a recent experience with that myself with just being amazed at, at what gets spoken out there. 
But anyway, he who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. This is just talking about using discretion, using wisdom before you speak, thinking before you speak, right? And, re- and, and saying, you know, I don't need to say something here. You know, it might not be wise for me to give any input here. There is so much time, so many times that is where it's just a good thing to cover your mouth and just shut up and not say anything. Because oftentimes if you run off at the mouth, it just causes destruction, causes destruction in relationships and different things like that, right? And in verse four says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. We've talked about that in several Proverbs as well. Just, um, you know, putting your hand to work, you know, doing something, not being lazy. Um, The soul of the lazy man desires and has nothing. You know, the lazy man might become a beggar. They might become somebody that has need because they don't want to get up. They don't want to do something. They might have talent. They might have ability. They might have skills to do something to, to go to work, but they, they sit around and they do nothing, right? And you're not going to get anywhere from a practical standpoint in life. You're not going to get anywhere with that type of thing. And the Lord doesn't want us living that way. You know, the apostle Paul wrote in the new Testament, um, he says, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat either, right? So God has work for us to do. He has things for us to do here on this earth, and we need not be a lazy man or a lazy woman for that matter, right? Verse five, a righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Um, kind of speaks for itself, right? If you care about what is right, if you care about what is good, um, you're going to despise the lies. Um, oftentimes, though, we know who the, well, we do know who the father of lies is. It is Satan. We do know that he is the God of this present age in which we now live. Um, so there's all kind of lies being spewed out there. You can get on uh, news channels and different things like that, and you can hear all kind of slanted news and and all kind of lies, and it doesn't matter who they're slandering, they'll just tell any lie they can. Um, but And that can kind of bother you when you know what's right, when you know that this is a lie or whatever, right? So, righteous, so it says righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. So God wants us to be righteous, God wants us to walk in paths of righteousness for the name of the Lord's sake, to do what is right, to walk justly, to love our God, right? And um, we should be seeking to be blameless. We should be seeking to do what's good. And, And if you tie everything together here that we've read this far, we should be seeking to speak what is good, to say what is good, to care about others and to do what is right, okay? Verse seven says, there is one who makes himself rich yet has nothing and one who makes himself poor yet has great riches. So you see the makes himself there in the first half of the verse, there is one who makes himself rich. In other words, that becomes that man's focus, that woman's focus. They're all about getting rich, all about money, all about what they can get. And they don't really care how they can get 
how they get there. They don't really care about the cost. They don't really care what it costs their marriage, what it costs their family, their, the, the upbringing of their children. They don't really care. They're just all about making themselves rich, right? And there's others that say, you know, I don't care about what's rich. And so in a sense, they're making themselves poor when they don't care about um, getting rich, that is, right? Having money, chasing after things like that. And they have great riches as a result because they're focused on what is good. They're focused on raising their children. They're focused on having a good marriage. Um, you know, they're focused on the right things. Verse eight says, the ransom of a man's life is his riches, but the poor does not hear rebuke. So the ransom of a man's life is his riches, right? So unfortunately, in this world, you'll hear this kind of stuff, right? They'll say, oh, what is your net worth? What is this person's net worth? Oh, I have a net worth of this. Oh, what is your net worth? Um, as if money defines our worth. And look, I understand that you know, many people talk about net worth and they, they realize that, well, that really doesn't, you know, define my worth as to who I really am. But sometimes you can make a mistake in life where you think that, you know, uh, you know what I'm worth is all about what I have, how much money I have or how much money I don't have. And this becomes the focus and it turns you away from, you know, a life of peace, a life of, you know, faith, obedience to the Lord, and all of that kind of stuff, right? The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. So this is just a promise that we see in the word of God. We know in the end what's going to happen to the righteous. Those that have put their faith in Christ, those that have chosen to walk in righteousness for his name's sake. And we also know what's gonna happen in the end to those that are wicked, right? By pride, verse 10 says, comes nothing but strife, but with the well-advised is wisdom, okay? You see, this is talking about pride from the standpoint where you don't listen to anything. You don't take any advice because we see that by you know reading it within its context here, but the well, the well we, but with the well, advised is wisdom. So we've talked about that in times past too. Be willing to take counsel. Be open to hear from others. You know, be, um, you know, humble enough to say, hey, I need help. And maybe someone else might know something I don't, okay? Wealth is gained by dis, wealth, excuse me, wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished but he who gathers by labor will increase. It's just the fact, right? When you work and you care about your work, and you care about the effort that you put into something, it's going to benefit you. And, and if you're getting advice and you're using wisdom as to how you're doing your work, as to how you're saving your money or different things like that, and you care about what is right in, in the process of all of that, then there's, it's, it's just going to be increase in your life. But your, your, your work, your, your wealth will be diminished if you're trying to cut corners, 
And if you're trying to go about it the lazy way, you're trying to sneak in through the back door, or you're trying to get the quick buck, you know, that isn't going to last. It's just not the way it is, you know. So hope deferred, verse 12, makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So sometimes there's things that you are doing in life, maybe things you are working toward, a direction that you're headed. And that you have a hope, something that you hope to accomplish out of this. Again, all of it lines up with what is good and what is righteous. You care about that type of stuff, but you're, you're, you're going after something. You're doing something in your life. And it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Sometimes it gets put off, right? And there's this delayed gratification. But because you're working, because you're putting the effort in, when that desire comes, it's like a tree of life. It just produces just, you know, abundantly for you. And, you know, it has great value because you poured everything you had into it to go in that right direction, to do that right thing, whatever the case may be. And there's a million examples, right, of maybe something that we are going after in life or trying to do, trying to succeed. But again, it's okay to do that. It's okay to have goals. It's okay to have hope. But what is your life based upon? What's the foundation of your life, right? Are you that type of person that wants to cut corners and and take shortcuts and cheat to get ahead and all of that kind of stuff? That type of wealth will be diminished. You may gain something out of that, but it will be diminished. But if you're the type of person that wants to work hard and not be lazy and, and go in a certain direction, strive for something in a certain sense, not where you're making the riches your God, not where you're elevating it. Matter of fact, you, you, you're humble and you realize, you know, I don't need this, but to honor God with the way that I live, I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to be diligent in my work because I want to honor him as a child of God, as someone who has come to faith in Jesus Christ. I want to put forth a good example to others around me. And then that becomes a tree of life. And people see, wow, look, he got there the right way. He did the right thing. She did the right thing, right? Verse 13, he who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. Jesus said that we need to obey his commands. And when we obey his commands, we're likened by him to a man that built his house upon a rock because we're obeying the commands of the Lord. So everything that we're talking about, maybe goals that you have, things that you're going after in life, if you don't have that firm foundation of knowing the word of God, like verse 13 here says, he who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. So when you care about the way God wants you to live, and how do we know? We know from the scriptures. He's not left us ignorant to how he wants us to live. It's written in the pages of the Bible. And he shows us how to live. Verse 14, the law of the wise is a fountain of life to turn away from the snares of death. If you're wise, you're gonna turn away from foolish things. You're gonna turn away from things that destroy, things that just tear down, 
and you're going to care about things that are good, things that build up, things that are edifying, right? Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Look, if you found, if you find yourself, maybe you've come upon this and you find yourself in a hard way of life and it's because you've been unfaithful. That's what the scripture's talking about. So that's how I'm addressing it here, right? It's because you've been unfaithful to the Lord. You, ha- you haven't cared about his word as we see in verse, verse 13. You haven't cared about his commandments. You haven't cared about doing what is right, what is good. And you find that your way is hard. You know what the answer is? Repent. Turn from that. Change your mind. That's what repent means, to change your mind. Say, I'm not going to think the way I always thunk. (laughs) I'm not going to do that type of thing in life anymore. I'm not going to go in my own way. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death, the proverb says, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be faithful to the Lord. And I'm going to have the favor of the Lord as a result. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool lays open his folly. So there's, there are those people out there that are loud and proud of the way they live, and they like to throw it in everybody's face, and they like to show you their cars and their money and all of the things in their clothes, and it's all about all that kind of stuff and what they achieve and how great they are and all that, but a prudent man doesn't do that. A prudent man acts with knowledge, it says. So we see things all throughout the Proverbs like knowledge and understanding and wisdom and discretion and humility, right? This is the way of a righteous man, a good man. Verse 17 says a wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful ambassador brings health, right? If you've been assigned to do something in life, if you're representing a company, you know, if you're doing in your daily life, there's something that you're an ambassador of. I mean, hopefully you're an ambassador of the Lord. You're representing Christ first and foremost in the way that you live your life. Be faithful to that. Don't be wicked. Don't, don't, you know, be derelict in your duties, basically, right? Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction, but he who regards a rebuke will be honored. Here we see that again. How many times have we seen that in Proverbs, you know, as we've been going through it? Um, Rebuke, 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 rebuke. Rebuke is good, especially if you need it. Especially if you're doing something wrong, you're going in the wrong direction, you're acting like a fool, you're not taking heed to wisdom and instruction, you're not caring about you know, people that are in your life that are there to give you wisdom and instruction. You know, um, If you regard rebuke, you'll be honored. It's a good thing. Rebuke has a good result in your life. Okay, and, But poverty and shame comes to the person who disdains Correction, that person that says, I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear from you. I've got this. That's the big thing, right? I've got this. You know? No, we all 
need guidance and direction in our lives, especially from wisdom. And wisdom cries out. Wisdom is loud and clear, okay? But Satan wants to put foolishness even louder in your face through the television, through the radio, through the music you listen to, through what you choose to watch and all of that kind of stuff, through advertising. He controls all of that. And he wants to put that kind of stuff in your face to distract you from the things that are right, the things that are holy, the things that are good, the things that are honorable. A desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. So kind of two different things here. First half of the verse, a desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. It's like that tree of life we read about earlier, right? Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. You have that delayed gratification, something that you're working towards, something that you're doing. But when you get that desire accomplished, it's sweet to your soul. The other side of the verse is, but it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. Fools, fools will say, I, I love what I'm doing. I love the evil stuff I'm doing. I'm doing. I love the way I'm doing things. It's exciting to me. I love cutting corners. I love cheating. I love all that kind of stuff. It's an abomination to them to depart from evil. They, they like it. They love it too much. Jesus said it this way. He said that men would not come unto him because men love darkness rather than light. That's why Christians, born again Christians especially, are the minority right? Those that have truly died to themselves, taken up the cross and followed after the Lord, you know, you've got to shun the world. You've got to repent. You've got to change your mind and say, no, I'm going to do things God's way, not my way or not the way of this world. Verse 20, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You've heard me say this before. Well, more importantly, the scripture says it. Um, You know, that it matters who we fellowship with. What fellowship does light have with darkness, right? Uh, Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. That's the scripture I was trying to think of there. Bad company corrupts good morals. He who walks with wise men, this says, will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Don't put yourself around fools. Find people that are wise. Find people that care about integrity and honesty and loyalty and honorable things and and be around them and become like that person. Okay? You know, do what's right. Evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. So if you haven't repented of your sin, well, then you're going to find every opportunity at your doorstep to do evil because you haven't repented. You haven't changed your mind. You haven't said, I don't want this, right? You haven't turned to go in the way of righteousness where good shall be repaid to you for doing so. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Here again, the theme throughout this chapter here, if you're doing what's good, you're doing what's right, there's gonna be blessings, there's gonna be good things, there's gonna be favor, there's gonna be honor, okay? Much food is in the fallow fallow ground of the poor 
and for lack of justice, there is waste. It's not good to be that person that doesn't take care of things in your life, be it the food you have, you know, you, know, you, you waste things, you're a wasteful person, you're wasteful in your spending, you're, you're wasteful in you know, the things that you buy and, and everything just turns rotten and goes to waste, right? Because you don't care about doing what is right and living in a way that is prudent, you know, foreseeing the future. How, you know, if you've got an abundance of food, why do you let it go to waste? Why don't you donate it to a food bank? Why don't you help someone else? If you've got an abundance of anything, you know, and that's the life that Jesus prescribes to us, right? Is that we need to care about others and look out, look out for the good of others and not let things go to waste in our lives, right? He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Such a needed verse in our society today. The rod. Proverbs talks about it. The rod of correction, right? Disciplining your child. You've heard me talk about this in the past, and I want to exhort and encourage you parents out there, don't use your hands to hit your children, to correct your children. That's not what they're made for. The Bible doesn't tell us to do that. The Bible talks about a rod, and there's a little cushy spot on, on your child's body that can handle it, and you're going to do it with love, and you're going to instruct while you do, and you're going to teach that child, you're going to train up that child. But for the sake of the Word of God, for the sake of honoring God, use the rod. Don't spare it. Don't use your hand either. Just do it promptly. You see your child needs discipline. You see they're acting like a fool. They're behaving in a way that's disruptive or you know, tearing something up or doing this or that. Be prompt. Jump on it quick and do something about it, okay? There's a long teaching that we can do on that a lot. And if any of you have questions on that type of thing, child rearing, Reach out, reach out to us here at A Love Outreach. I'd love to help you with that type of thing. So the righteous, verse 25, the righteous eats to the satisfying of his soul, but the stomach, stomach of the wicked shall be in want. Here again, good, thing come, good things come to those that do good. In the end, there's gonna be a great reward. In the end, we're, there, we're gonna be eternally with the Lord. But it does matter how we're living now. Are we walking in righteousness? This is why the Proverbs is so powerful for us today and so applicable for us in our lives today, right? It matters how we live. It matters how we are walking through this life that we have here. It's a temporary life. We're just passing through. It's but a vapor that appears for a short period of time and, and then is gone. But there's a way that we should live. And the Bible gives it to us. So I really encourage you to make the book of Proverbs a part of your daily lives. And we will go ahead and stop here for today. 
and we will see you next time. Again, if you have any questions, anything we could help you with in your spiritual growth, feel free to reach out to us. Go to our website, aloveoutreach.com. You can fill out the contact form there. We will get an email from that. Um, or you can email me directly, dave at aloveoutreach.com. But thanks for watching. God bless. We will see you next time.